What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room, the official podcast of AOTG.com. As you know, this is our second podcast from NAB. And in this episode, we're going to be interviewing Bryce Button. He's the product marketing manager at AJA. For those broadcast editors out there who are listening, something got released that you're probably going to be interested in, and that would be the ROI, which is one of the things we talk about. So take a moment, listen to this. Our next episode is most likely going to be about the Matrox systems or Sony's post-production tools. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy this interview and make sure to go to AOTG.com. You can always go to Twitter.com slash And in the meantime, enjoy this interview. Uh, hi, I'm Bryce Button, Product Marketing Manager with AJA Video Systems. And we're thrilled to be at NAB 2013 again. Our overall message and philosophy going into this year's show was to only talk about stuff that you can actually buy today. So everything I'll be talking about is available, and you can always find it on the AJA website and where to go purchase, and that's just AJA.com. So I'll start off with uh, the big news in terms of the Keypro Quad shipping. So the Keypro Quad is our 4K recorder. It also handles HD recording. But what makes it very significant is its ability to bring in either baseband, so you can have 4K cameras like the Sony F55 supply your baseband image, uh, or you can work with the raw camera like the C500, in which case we're bringing across data. Uh, and in that case, we debayer it and we turn it into a ProRes file live onto an SSD drive, which we call AJA Packs. Um, they look a lot like the red modules. Um, and the point there is that you're getting real-time 4K ProRes encoding in hardware. Uh, we're the only people in the world that develop this with Apple. On the back end of the unit, if you're an editor, for instance, this is also going to be a great solution for mobile 4K playback. Because they QuickTime ProRes files, you can put a file that you've created in any of your NLEs, whether it's Premiere, whether it's um, Final Cut, you can put it into the AJA folder and you can effectively take this small mobile 4K recording playback device and plug it into a 4K monitor anywhere in the world. Uh, to go alongside this recorder, uh, we have a new product called the Hi-Fi 4K. So the Hi-Fi 4K is part of the Hi-Fi family. The Hi-Fi family has always been about us making conversion to or from HDMI. Uh, so in this case, since you've got four baseband SDI signals, we're taking those and we're converting that into a single HDMI 1.4A cable. Because it's unlikely that too many uh, facilities are going to be able to afford an $80,000 full-blown 4K professional monitor. However, um, Sony themselves announced this week that they now have 55-inch $5,000 monitors for 4K, and they support 1.4A. So that's the HDMI. So with this converter, you can easily go to those monitors. Now I have uh, one question, and this might tie into the TCAP a bit, but uh, you've noti- I've noticed that this NAB, a lot of people are working really hard to bring down their prices. So how do you, as a company, or how do you ensure that your product maintains such a high standard mm-hmm. and get your prices so low for us as editors? So the way it works for AJA is 
no, we're not always going to be the cheapest on the block for your initial price reasonable. point, but it's reasonable. Because the way we work is we try to build the best quality stuff we can, and then we encourage users to look at cost of total ownership. So, for instance, compared to some of our competitors' cards, yes, you might pay a couple hundred dollars more up front, but you get free firmware forever, and we keep adding functionality. So for our Kona 3G users, for instance, they got 4K input and 4K output for free. In the meantime, the competition had announced not delivered and then forced you to buy brand new cards, so you ended up spending more money anyway. So that's the way our philosophy works, is we have a standard way of taking all our components, figuring out the price of uh, manufacturing, price of getting to market, and we just add our standard markup, which is why Keypro Quad, for instance, is a recorder playback device is thousands of dollars cheaper than anybody else's, because we're not ripping off, but we're also putting in a stack load of engineering effort, which is not physical resource, it's time resource. Um, and we're trying to do the best that we can with that. Now, another set of products um, that will help people that are already working with Keypros. So Keypros, a lot of editors I know uh, interface with folks that are shooting with Keypros. So if you have the standard Keypro or the Keypro rack, mm -hmm. they have a drive form factor that's a little more like a standard drive. In that case, we, for them, we started shipping the new Keystore dock. And that Keystore dock sits here and it has USB 3 and Thunderbolt connectivity. So that way, even if you bought the original key Pro back down in 2009 and you have a FireWire 800 connection, this dock will take the drive because the drive is connecting over SATA. And that is then transferred to your workstation through what your choice of USB 3 or Thunderbolt. Finally, on the, uh, the device side, and then we'll talk about our partners, we have a brand new device called Roy. And, uh, sales guys are teasing that it means uh, uh, return on investment. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when I first heard it, I was like, is it ROI or ROI? But no, it's ROI. But it actually stands for region of interest. So the concept behind this box and what it actually does is on the input side is you have a stereo mini jack and you have a DVI port. This is a DVI-D port. You could use HDMI as well if you just go from HDMI to DVI-D cable. And so therefore, you can bring in your computer desktop. On the output, you're able to set to reference sync if you happen to need that, but you're getting an SDI output. And what's great is when we looked at the competition, because we've been asked for something like this for a number of years, there were a couple of issues that we discovered. One was that we didn't like the scaling technology that was available at the time. Um, it didn't find a great way to find uh, quality, to balance quality versus uh, cost. So we have a very high quality scaler in here and a reasonable cost now. And the second thing we found was that the interface on the computer side is actually awful. So what we've done is you get mini config software that's free and you download with it. You put it on your monitor of choice. So what I mean by that is that say you're an editor and you have two, three different screens wherever you put the interface is going to be the screen that you send out to SDI. You can then choose automatic aspect ratios and sizes like HD, NTSC, PAL, whatever it is that you want to send out. Or for a lot of us that are going to be asked to grab that little cat video from YouTube, 
uh, what that means is you can literally go to the YouTube page, find the video you need, and manually need, draw out the frame size that you're looking for to send to your SDI, um, out the SDI part to wherever you're taking it next. So, also if you've been asked to do training videos, for instance, this is a really easy way to go through, create the region of interest on screen, hence the name again, and be able to record that to Key Pro and you're done. Why do you feel that you need to do a breakout box versus a software solution? Uh, what was it that drove you to where you are now? Two things. We can do better scaling in the hardware than was available through the software that we were looking at. Uh, and secondly, uh, flexibility straight out to SDI. So I'm a user, I have to create the videos for AJA, for instance. I'm very familiar with Camtasia, with ScreenFlow, with a lot of these applications, and they're quite wonderful applications in terms of various things you can add in terms of interactivity. But it would be dishonest of me to say I don't waste a lot of time rendering, etc., to get files that I can then reuse in my editing system. Well, that's what I found with ScreenFlow and everything. I have to open this huge file to just get it to look that's right. somewhat decent. So I'd much rather just get the live recording. I have a ProRes file on my KeyPro drive that's attached to it and I'm done and I can bring it in. The other reason was uh, we see a huge amount of use for this, not just for video editing per se, uh, but for people doing live events and presentations and even churches, for instance. If they're working off a computer to do their presentation, here they can go out to a broadcast source. So, like in a live, for a live feed, I'm assuming you'd already have caught that stuff. It's not, you're not talking that you would connect it as you're doing live. It'd be like a pre-done. No, I would leave it in line. Okay. So, because I can move it around on the screen, I'd be oh, able okay. to go, all right, right now I want to show you this close-up of this portion of whatever software I'm looking at. Okay. And I'm feeding out to a full-blown HD monitor, which is not uncommon at all. And it gives me an option to record that. Right, if you do a loop through. So there's just a lot of flexibility to it. But I think for a lot of your uh, your listeners with, with your editors like we are, just that ability to go in and actually finally get a decent scale off of a rather crappy web resource uh, yeah, is, is huge. Massive. Well, the number of times I've, cause I've done some new stuff where it's just like, I've got that YouTube video and it just looks like crap. Yep. I mean, and that's our reality today because uh, with the economy, etc., you're working in a news outfit. There tend to be fewer people on the street actually shooting stuff professionally. You're getting stuff through iPhones and so on. If it's a breaking event, it's going to be posted somewhere. And then, of course, you want to be able to make it part of your news broadcast. Mm -hmm. So this is the easiest way to do it in, in a really high-quality level. And, and how, I mean, obviously this gets into like the engineering, the, the coding, but so can't give away too much, but mm -hmm. how do you build the quality? Like, because if you're coming from something that's heavily compressed by YouTube or Vimeo or whoever, mm -hmm. um, how do you get it out and then get it scalable so that it's high quality for, for broadcast? So we can't give away all the obviously, secrets yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but I, basically, basically there's a, it took us a long time to find the chip set that we really wanted to do okay, this. So it's all in, it's in that breakout? It, it's in, it's, the work's been done through that chip. Okay. On the, the software side, all you're really doing is controlling uh, what is being sent. 
uh, the computer itself, because it's DVI, is of course doing all that work through its GPU, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's going out, and then the scaling is handled. But to deal with things like uh, the scaling for various HD formats, 720 versus 1080, etc., that's stuff we've done in the conversion space for years. Um, so it's a nice bridge of, of our technologies, the newest stuff we're able to get for the chip, uh, and the way that we know how to interact with computer systems already for, from all our desktop work. So what I'd also like to talk about, if it's okay, this talk a little bit about the editing side. All right. So some of the big announcements from AJA at the show are, was, uh, again. some of the big announcements from AJA at the show have been in partnership with our partners mm -hmm. uh, from the real high end across the board. So for instance, uh, we announced that our Corvid Ultra Box, which is a huge amount of heavy iron, it handles 4K, 4K stereo, high frame rate, the rest of it is now being used by uh, Quantel in their Pablo Rio uh, uh, product. Uh, for you as a user, if you happen to be a colorist, you can buy it from them turnkey, or for the first time ever, Quantel is allowing you to buy the software and you can configure yourself and you'd be able to get the Corvid Ultra through our channel. Uh, in a similar way for, for a larger group of users, because obviously the Rio is a high-end finishing box, um, with uh, Adobe, they made an announcement about their coming next releases. AJ is fully supporting it. Some of the additional features you're going to get include the new export uh, master uh, interface. We're going to tape if you need to be doing that. You also can encode two ProRes on the Mac and you can encode to DNX HD on the Mac and the PC. So a few additional features, but perhaps the biggest element there for folks that uh, have been looking for a non-Blackmagic uh, hardware solution for color correction, uh, you can work with SpeedGrade. And they've adobified, as Al Mooney, the product manager, likes to say, they've really rehauled the, the interface uh, to make it work better for one-screen monitors. Uh, and our hardware will then support it out. Moving down the chain in terms of workflows, mm -hmm. they have audio mixing. On that front with Avid, we have announced uh, that Avid Pro Tools 11 will now uh, be supported on our Chrono cards or our IOA cards. Mm -hmm. So the IOA cards, again, are, are uh, mobile products that work through Thunderbolt. Yeah. But this effectively means that you can stay with the same hardware you were editing with, going to Pro Tools, still have your video output off your Chrono card or your IOXT, uh, and work in Pro Tools. So, really, very cool. Yeah. So, well, what about also the pricing? Because I noticed that you guys, well, pricing and shipping was a big thing at your announcement, too. Yeah, in terms of shipping, um, what we've tried to, what we've decided to do in terms of a model is to move away from pre announcing stuff uh, and then disappointing. And it's, it's complicated for everyone. The, the bottom line is editors, like your listeners, uh, and I've been as an editor for years, mm -hmm. practitioners, even our channel in terms of moving product into market, it's very tiring trying to deal with expectations that have been set up when it can't actually be delivered. Yeah. Um, and so our ethos for, for the show moving forward is that we will announce things when they're ready. Now, the great news there means that we're also going to be doing announcements throughout the course of the year. So just because 
there's this pile of particular yeah. product that we have here at NAB does not mean it's over for us through this year. Throughout 2013, we will be making announcements different months, uh, speaking to the press, getting it out to you as end users, mm -hmm. uh, and we've got a lot of great stuff sitting in the pipeline. How does that shift your, like as a company, how does that shift your work for the engineers and everything? Cause now before I could see engineers rushing to get it ready just to show, but then they have three or four months to... Yeah, so, so part of what we try to do um, internally is that we have been re-engineering engineering to a degree. <laughs> uh, and it's all about bringing stuff to market when it's right. We're, we're a company that will never be comfortable releasing rubbish. Mm -hmm. It's just not us. We spend so much time and money on support, which I think your listeners know call us at any time and get real support um, and we're not going to put out products that aren't doing what they should be doing but to realign both we also don't want artificial marketing uh, timelines to affect what we do with the engineering so that was my interview and again next next episode we'll try and get the sony or uh, matrox tools up so you can hear those those will hopefully be up by wednesday uh, in the meantime, make sure to check out AOTG.com, our mobile tools. You can go to AJA.com for their tools. And before I go, I'd like to thank uh, Bryce for allowing me to interview him, as well as the AJA family. I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>